What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 16 of the Hog Line Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mitchell Manis. Uh, it's just me today. Wanted to have uh, Joey Bolton on, our editor of the show, but it didn't work out today. So it's just me today here in studio. Before, uh, first and foremost, before we go on with today's episode, just wanted to apologize that I'm a little under the weather today as I'm recording this. So if you hear uh, something strange, a little bit off with my voice today, that is why. A little sore throat action, not too serious, just a little cold. So yeah, so I apologize for that if uh, my voice sounds a little weird during the episode today. But I have a lot to get into today. Uh, big night in sports last night, the NBA opening night. Uh, two games. We had the 76ers take on the Boston Celtics. My Boston Celtics, they got the W. I'll be talking about that for sure. And the late game was between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Warriors took that one. I'll be getting to that as well. And after I talk about NBA, I'm going to be getting into the NFL. Week 7, uh, big week. Some teams, you know, Make it or break it. This could be a big game for a lot of teams this week. So a lot to get into there. And uh, yeah. At the end of the show, I'll give my starts and sits as I usually do as well. Uh, Yeah, I wasn't going to do starts and sits, but there's a lot of big teams on by this week. So you may have a lot of players that are unavailable in your lineup this week. So I wanted to give my uh, thoughts on who maybe could be good replacement for those guys and all that stuff. So should be a fun episode and I'm going to get right into it. The NBA kicked off last night. As I mentioned, the two games were between the 76ers and the Celtics. And the Thunder and the Warriors. Let's start off with... Oh, the Celtics. Wow. I was... I was over the moon. We looked so good. Sorry, Sixers fans. We looked amazing. We're running the East this year. Uh, no. There's still 81 games in the playoffs to go. I don't want to overreact too, overreact Excuse me, too much, but... Celtics look great, honestly. Uh, really dominant, really deep, and uh, we just got scoring from everywhere. I, I was just so impressed because, you know, even in a game without too much of a scoring presence from Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, the Celtics still seem to dominate, you know? I mean, that just attests to our incredible depth. Uh, I mean, you get Jason Tatum, who goes for 23 points and 9 rebounds, and you have... I, one of my favorite players, I mean, I love Marcus Morris. He had a huge game last night, 16-10 and 10 off the bench. And if he can contribute on a regular basis like that, it, uh, teams are going to have a tough time stopping the Celtics, especially on offense. And, and the Celtics play great defense, too. I mean, you saw Al Horford with a bunch of big blocks, uh, two that I remember exactly in the second of my mind on Joel Embiid. So, I mean, the Celtics just looked amazing on all cylinders of the game last night. And, uh, I mean, it's great when you can beat a team that is supposedly one of the, it should be one of the best in the East this year in the 76ers. So, I mean, I, I was, I couldn't have been happier with last night's performance. Uh, and, and in terms of the 76ers, you know, I mean, they're going against obviously a great team, but on the road uh, to add to that. But, you know, it, it didn't look bad. I mean, it's not like they played bad, like, they, they just uh, ran into a good team with a good defense. And, uh, you know, Simmons balled out. I don't remember his exact stats, but he must have came close to a triple-double. Um, and, I mean, he's obviously a player with great court vision. And uh, he had that one pass to uh, Fultz where he was... Ben was driving, 
and like it was a little behind the back action to Fultz, so should see a lot of that out of Simmons this year, obviously, and uh, you know, he balled out. Embiid, I think he had rounds, I, I didn't look this up, I should have looked this up before the episode, but I think he had 24, 23 points and close to 10 boards, if not over 10 boards. Uh, but, you know, actually, one thing I did notice with the Sixers is that they just turned the ball over a lot. There was this one stretch in the second quarter where they're just like, I don't know, it just seemed like they were turning the ball over like every possession. I know it probably wasn't every possession, but it just seemed that way. And, uh, you know, that's been a problem with the Sixers. And obviously, if you watch the playoff series closely versus the Celtics, you know, turnovers just killed them and, you know, kept them out of games. So they got to clean that up. Obviously, it's just the game one of a long, long regular season in the NBA. So I'm sure they'll clean it up. The Sixers, there's nothing to worry about there. Um, but, you know, it's a little concerning if, uh, I don't know. I, it's just so weird. I know Ben Simmons is so good and all, and I, I've said that, and I truly believe that. But it's just so weird how someone can survive in the NBA today without, like, a, a competent jump shot. But, uh, you know, maybe it'll improve. Maybe it won't. But he just seems to find a way to work without having a, a competent jump shot per se, but um, I always like to throw out the stat that I had just as many threes as Ben Simmons did last year. He had zero. I had zero. So we're pretty much the same on that level. No, we're not, but, uh, you know, anyway, the, uh, you know, that's the Sixers and Celtics. Don't want to go on too much about the Celtics. I could talk about the Celtics all day and how good we are, but uh, I don't think anyone wants to hear that right now. We'll save it for a later date because I'm sure I'll have plenty of praise for them throughout the season and all that. So, yeah, the that was the 8 o'clock game. The 10.30 game was between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Golden State Warriors. Uh, the Thunder without, obviously, their best player, Russell Westbrook. And uh, to be honest, they impressed me. I They hung around. They kept it closer at the whole entire game. And it, it wasn't, you know, the, the, I knew that the Warriors were probably going to run away with it towards the fourth quarter. And they obviously did. They closed it out one by eight points. But, you know, the Thunder looked good. And I I don't know how many games Russ is going to miss. I tried to look that up. I couldn't really find a straight answer, but hopefully it's not too many. I don't think it will be, but he's coming off that knee surgery, if any of you didn't know, so that's why he couldn't play last night. But, you know, the Thunder didn't look that bad. Um, You know, Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder, started in place of Russell Westbrook at the point guard position, and he looked pretty good. I know he didn't shoot uh, incredibly great. I think he shot under 40%, which is not good by any means, but... You know, he looked good, he was aggressive, went to the hole, and uh, was looking to drive, looking to score, and that's what they needed, because they're obviously missing that without Westbrook on the floor. Uh, Schroeder went off for, I think, with 8 boards and 21 points, which is pretty good, and, uh, you know, a lot of people were talking him up for 6th man of the year this year, and I didn't really even, you know, consider him, but I think Jack actually mentioned him on the NBA preview show that we recorded a few days ago, but... Uh, you know, he looked great, and if he can provide that scoring presence off the bench for the Thunder when Russ returns, I mean, he could be well in that conversation of sixth man of the year. So, Dennis Schroeder, I'm, he was on the uh, Hawks last year, and, uh, you know, he's always been, I always liked his game, you know, has a scorer's mentality and um, aggressive and likes to shoot the ball. So, good for him. He looked nice. And Paul George, despite a little uh, inefficiency, he still did well. Uh, he also shot under 40%, so, uh, you know, not, not good numbers percentage-wise, and I think he had four or five turnovers, which is not ideal, but, you know, he still scored a lot, and he did his thing, so, 
you know, I, I always said Paul George is a little streaky. You know, he could show flashes of him scoring 40 and making seven, eight threes in a game, but he can also have those games that just get away from him, and he's kind of pedestrian and isn't really noticeable in those games. So, you know, I mean, still obviously a top 25, top 30 player in the league. Probably, I may be even shortchanging him there. He may be even better than that, but, you know, I mean, this could be a good team, and uh, obviously Jack is a huge, uh, not a fan of Carmel Anthony. He thinks that since he's not on the team anymore, that's just a huge monkey off their back, and to a degree, it might be true. So we will see how the Thunder, uh, how their season progresses. And you know, battling it out with the defending champs without their best player by far is good signs to come, especially on the road in a hostile environment uh, after they're coming off their ring ceremony. Uh, yeah. So the the Warriors, I'll I'll talk about them a little bit. You know, what is there to say about them? You know, everyone's tired of talking about them. I'm tired of talking about them. It's only the first game of the season. Everyone's tired of talking about them. You know, Steph Curry, I think he had 32 points, nine boards, and eight assists, if I'm not mistaken. Something around that, uh, those numbers. But, you know, Steph Curry is the, uh, he's the mitochondria of the Golden State Warriors, if you may. You know, he's the powerhouse of the team, and uh, they run through him, so... Obviously, they can survive with uh, without him from a talent perspective, but there's just something off when he's not on the floor. So, hopefully, he can you know remain healthy. As everyone, I hope everyone can remain healthy. I say that every episode, but uh, you know, if he's not there, you know, it's a little concerning. And I, I only say that because he's had health issues. You know, you see him miss time with you know whether it's like an ankle injury or like a knee problem. So, hopefully, he can be a little bit more durable this year. And I mean, he's scary. He can we all know what Steph Curry can do. So, you know, that's the words. And it's scary to think that they'll get even better with DeMarcus Cousins. I know that's still months out from now. Could be Christmas. Could be whenever. You know, he's coming off that, uh, you know, egregious Achilles injury. So that's nothing to mess with. And hopefully he will be back. Hopefully not. I mean, you know, for the rest of the league's sake. So, uh, but it's scary to think that they'll get even better. And they will. So, uh, yeah. It's just uh, I was so excited for it to be back last night, and uh, there's so many good games. I I watched a little bit of the uh, the Nets and Pistons. I, I you know two not so great teams. I don't expect the Nets to be good at all. I, I think I had them in the worst team in the league on the NBA preview show. But you know I I just love basketball. You know I I could watch a Nets and Pistons game, and it was it was a good game. It came down to the wire. So you know it's great that the NBA is back and just another sport to watch, you know? It's a great time of year, October. You got all the sports going right now. Yeah, so that that uh that's all, that's all I'm going to talk about last night's game. A lot of good games on right now. I believe it just started a few by the time you're hearing this it'll obviously be over. This will be up probably on Thursday, so but uh the Mavericks and the Suns go at it tonight on ESPN. I believe it started at 10:30. Just started about 15 minutes ago. Uh you know, Luka Doncic versus uh DeAndre Ayton and the new look Suns. Let's see what the Suns can do this year. So, what wouldn't have originally been a very exciting game between the Mavericks and the Suns, you know, a lot of young talent there. So, it's exciting to watch, and that's why they put it on ESPN. So, if you have uh, free time, I hope you had checked that out uh, last night. And, um, yeah, LeBron, I almost forgot. LeBron James, Laker debut tomorrow night, 10 30 against the Portland Trailblazers. And Damian Lillard. Uh, it's going to be weird 
Not gonna lie, it's gonna be a little weird to see him in the purple and uh, purple and yellow, but you know that's what we gotta get used to for the next four years, I guess. I'm just excited uh, to see how he all he mixes with all those new pieces. Uh, I'm in a fantasy basketball league, and I recently drafted uh, Lonzo Ball, and uh, I don't I didn't know how I felt about that at first, but the more I think about it, I don't know. With all with all that can be said about Lonzo and all the distractions and his dad and. You know, obviously he's a bigger name than his game sometimes, but his game isn't bad. He averaged 10-7-7 last year. Uh, I think he had a steal a game too. So those are those are pretty good numbers, and if he can build on that, you know, he, you're looking at a guy who could potentially be a triple-double threat on a nightly basis in a, f- a year or two. So I don't know. We'll see how it all mixes together. A lot of personalities in that team with Stevenson and Rondo and uh, LeBron, so... It'll be interesting to see how they all mix together, and uh, that'll all be tomorrow night, and I can't wait to watch that. And uh, Damian Lillard, take on Damian Lillard and the uh, Portland Trailblazers, and I've always been a Damian Lillard fan, you know? We talked about it on the NBA preview show that, uh, you know, guy came from a small school, and, uh, you know, seems like he always plays with a chip on his shoulder, and we'll see what the Trailblazers have in store as well. So, very excited. NBA season is back. I can't wait. It's going to be a fun nine months or so, however that, however long that is until the NBA Finals. Nine months, something like that. Yeah, so that's going to conclude our NBA talk, and I'm going to move on to the NFL. Week 7, uh, like I said, I don't know if I said earlier in the episode, but there are four teams on buys this week. It's the Steelers, Packers, Seahawks, and Raiders. So, uh, you know, a lot of guys in your fantasy teams, I think I did say that, a lot of guys in your fantasy teams that might not be available and uh, there's a lot of, um, you know, I'm I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it after I talk about the, some storylines, my starts and sits. But yeah, I mean, the, I was looking at the games, and there weren't too many matchups that looked that like they could be great games. You know, I I don't know. I mean, every week is special in the NFL season, but there I don't know. There was something missing this week when I looked at all those games in the slate for week seven. But there were a few there. Uh, important game for the Eagles for sure. All you Eagles fans listening, very important game for you guys. Uh, you're coming in at three and three, taking on the Carolina Panthers, who are, I think they're three and two, if my memory serves me correctly. Uh, yeah, they had a bye, so they definitely played five games. I'm pretty sure they're three and two. Anyway, Eagles, you know, very important. Every game's important for every team, but especially the Eagles now that they didn't really get off to the start they quite wanted to. Three and three, but uh, you know, this should be a great game. You know, you got Cam Newton uh, coming into Philadelphia. See how the Eagles can handle him. And I don't know. I'm excited to watch this game. Uh, you know, we'll see how Carson Wentz does. A lot of fantasy experts are projecting a big game from Carson Wentz because the Panthers' defense hasn't really been too great against the pass this year. So could be a big week for Carson Wentz. Uh, we'll see how that goes for him. And uh, go Panthers. That'll be the last thing I say on that. Hope the Panthers pull out the victory. Hope they do. Come on, Cam. Come through for me. Uh, the other game that stuck out to me was the Sunday night game. It actually got flexed the Sunday night. It was supposed to be the Rams and the 49ers on Sunday night football this week. But, uh, no one wants to see Todd Gurley run over the 49ers and the Rams win by, by 35 points. So the NFL made a wise decision, flexed that game out, and they put the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead on Sunday night. Uh, Bengals 4-2 and two, coming off a loss to the Steelers. 
uh, go to Kansas City and they take on the five and one Chiefs, who came off a loss uh, against the New Orleans, New Orleans, the New England Patriots last Sunday night football. So two good teams this year and uh, should be a good game. But actually, I don't know. I, I for some reason I have this feeling that the Chiefs are gonna blow out the Bengals. I don't know why. Maybe it's because Andy Dalton hasn't necessarily been good on prime time in his career. So maybe I'm just like thinking that he'll choke. But I don't know. I have a feeling that the Chiefs could win big in this game. Uh, they coming off a tough loss against New England, as I mentioned a few minutes ago. But yeah, we'll see how that goes. I mean, Mahomes looking great. Uh. So, yeah, I'm starting Andy Dalton and Tyler Boyd this week. So I hope at least their offense shows up on Sunday night. So I hope I'm wrong in that regard. But I don't know. I just have a gut feeling that the Chiefs could take this one by big, big numbers. So if I were betting on this game, I would bet the Chiefs. And I don't know what the spread is or anything on that. But I would bet on the Chiefs for this game. So that would be my two cents about that. And, uh, yeah, that's all that jumped out for me this week in the NFL. Uh, I can't wait. Everything's lining up for me this week. I don't have too much homework to to look at or any tests that that important on the horizon. So I'm glad I can watch football guilt free guilt free this Sunday. Everything's lining up. Should be a good week, and I am pumped. I hope you are too. So yeah, that's gonna be that. And I'm gonna give you my starts and sits now. Uh, I've gone as you all know if you've listened to this before. I give you one at each position: quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end my start and sit of the week. And we will start off with quarterback as usual. My start of the week is Phillip Rivers taking on the Tennessee Titans in London. Game's at 9.30 in the morning, a little bit early. I love it, you know, football even longer throughout the day. That's always a good thing. But uh, a lot of, I saw a lot of experts uh, have Rivers in the sit column, actually, because the Titans have had a good pass defense this year. I believe they've only let up, I could be wrong, they have only let up eight passing touchdowns this year through six games, which is not a lot at all. That could be wrong. I'm not sure. But anyway, they have a good pass defense, at least above average. So a lot of people are staying away from Rivers this week. I am not. I think Rivers is going to go off. I just think this is a big Rivers week. And, uh, you know, all of his weapons are at his disposal. No one is banged up there. Uh, he utilized Tyrell Williams last week. He went off for two touchdowns last week against who they play. They put the Browns. So... You know, every they got a talented receiving core and, and Melvin Gordon out the backfield and Austin Eckler out the backfield. So all weapons for Rivers. I just think he goes off this week. I hope he does. I'm starting him in one of my leagues. My sit at quarterback is Jameis Winston taking on the Cleveland Browns. A lot of people might be on the Winston bandwagon right now, especially because he went off for like 30 points, I believe it was last week, against the Falcons. But the operative word in that sentence was the Falcons. They don't have a good defense. They are very banged up. Uh, so, I mean, anyone, any quarterback should put up good numbers against the Falcons. And, you know, the Browns' defense is nothing to joke about. You know, they've got an elite pass rusher now and Miles Garrett. And, you know, th- their defense is coming together. And I don't, I don't know. I'm just kind of wary about Winston this week. Uh, he seems like the kind of guy who would disappoint us and very inconsistent so that's what I am projecting there for James Winston at running back my start of the week is a guy that I usually try to stay away from and I don't really like I avoided him all draft season didn't draft him in any of my teams and rightfully so he hasn't really had the best year and I was right on this but nonetheless I am projecting a big week for Kenyon Drake 
versus the Detroit Lions, excuse me. Uh, the Detroit Lions have been abysmal versus the run this year. I believe they have let up they let up close to, if not over, six yards a carry to running backs, which is terrible. Has to be the worst in the league. They are really bad. And, uh, you know, Drake hasn't really been getting a lot of work, really. You know, he kind of still splits carries with Frank Gore, which is unbelievable how Frank Gore can, you know, continue to produce at this, at the age he's at. I think he's 34, 35. But, you know, Kenyon Drake should only get about 12 to 16 touches in this game. But that may be all he needs to actually have a really good week this week. Like I said, like I said, the Lions are really bad on a per touch basis against running backs. So you want to have Kenyon Drake in your lineup this week. I think it could be a big week for him. And yeah, we'll see how that goes. My Sidham is a guy I'm very frustrated with. Ugh. Lamar Miller. Sorry. I he's just I don't know. He's incredibly inefficient. Yards per carry is terrible. And he's facing the Jags defense who are run stoppers, quite frankly. They are I don't know what they are against I think I read somewhere they're under three. I, I don't know where I'm getting all these stats from. I'm throwing a lot of stats here on today's episode, but Jags are really good against the run. Lamar Miller is really inefficient. Their offensive line's terrible. And he really hasn't been that great this year. So if you're starting Lamar Miller, you might be in a little trouble anyway. So I'd keep him on your bench and look for better options if I were you. Uh start at wide receiver. I have Robert Woods taking on the San Francisco 49ers. I love this one. I Robert Woods has been killing it this year. I don't the Rams whole Rams offense has been killing it this year, but especially Robert Woods. If you got him at the round you got him at in your fantasy drafts, I, I think he was going in close to double digit rounds. If you got him there, I mean, great pick on for uh, good job on your part. He's definitely been outperforming his ADP in the beginning of the year. And he goes against the 49ers secondary, who is really bad. They go they're really bad against everyone. Aaron Rodgers, uh torched him last week on Monday Night Football, so, and the reason why I'm especially high on him this week is because Cooper Cup is out, he was ruled out, I believe it was yesterday, uh, against, he was ruled out for this week, so, even more targets could go Robert Woods' way, especially in the red zone, because Goff, uh, really likes Cup in the red zone, so maybe that could be replaced by Robert Woods this week, and he scores a touchdown or two, so, uh, big week for Robert Woods, you definitely want to get him in your lineup, and I can't really think about that much better outside of like, you know, the obvious ones like Brown and all them. He should be a top 10 play, quite frankly. So definitely Robert Woods. You want to get him in there if you can. Uh, my sit in, this is really weird. Uh, you're not really sitting this guy. I just am a little cautious. It's Michael Thomas going against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Ravens have a good secondary. And the only reason kind of why I put him at the start, uh, Start stardom. The sit him uh, this week is Michael Thomas, is because you know the the Saints a little bit of a different team outdoors. Don't want to really base my whole decision off the type of conditions they're playing in, but Ravens do have a good defense, and I don't know, Saints could not they they could put up less points. Everyone's expecting them to, but again, you're not really you're never sitting Michael Thomas. But I just I don't know. I'd be a little cautious if I were you. At tight end. My stardom is Evan Ingram, if he plays. Uh, hopefully he'll be back from his MCL sprain, which kept him out for the past uh, three weeks, I believe it was. So if he's if he's available in your waiver wires, you got to pick him up right now. Uh, run to your computer, uh, and you got to add him right away if he's not already taken. 
I believe he's owned in like 75% of leagues, so probably won't be able to get him. But if he's there for some reason, you got to go get him. Uh, he plays the Falcons, who, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, have a very injury-riddled secondary. And Evan Ingram's practically a wide receiver, so he'll be running a lot of routes. And if he plays, he should be busy in the passing game. And uh, I expect a big week from Evan Ingram in his return to action from injury. And lastly, my sit at tight end is CJ Uzama. I think I'm saying that right. I don't know if I am. And he takes on the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. Uh, this just goes back to what I said about the Bengals and Chiefs game. I don't know. I expect the Bengals to lay a dud. I'm not really expecting it, but I think I have a gut feeling that they will. And CJ Uzama may be lost in the cards. You know, they still got a lot of guys they got to get the ball to. You know, they got a AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, uh, maybe even John Ross if he's healthy, and Joe Mixon at the backfield. So this Uzama could be the odd man out. And I don't know. Just with the dud, I'm expecting the Bengals to put up. I don't know. I'd look for better options. Obviously, you know, he's a guy you got off the waiver wire a week or two ago. So maybe you can look to uh, replace him, but. I don't know. With Jimmy Graham and Jared Cook and uh, those guys out on buys, you may not have another option. But if you do, I would look elsewhere if you are a CJ Uzama owner. All right. That is our episode today. Thank you very much for listening. Sorry about my voice again. I, this, I know it'll sound a little weird when I listen to it back. But thank you for sticking with me if you did all the way through. And be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Hogline Podcast, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcast as we are looking to grow this as much as we can, The Hogline Podcast. And uh, be sure to follow me on Instagram at MitchellManus, and be sure to follow the show at The Hogline Podcast on Instagram. Uh, thank you very much, and enjoy your week and weekend, everybody. <laughs>